Colin, as 2022 ebbs away, it's been an unbelievable calendar year for the new stadium site. All I get from Evertonians is, wow, it's coming on a bundle. And it is, in fairness. Um, it couldn't have gone any better for us this year. Uh, we've hit all our key dates. We've maintained progress. And it really is a visual progress now as it comes up above the wall at Bramley Moor Dock. So uh, it's been a good year. All the exciting stuff happens above ground, doesn't it, in the construction industry. But it's incredible to think that around about 12 months ago, the first overground concrete component was installed. And now, when you look at it, it looks like a stadium. Yeah. Um, we'd literally just finished the infill of the sand as well in the dock. Um, wow. When we put that first panel up, which went up in the northwest corner from memory. Um, we've now got all four corners up. All the substructures are 100% complete. We've even created the bridge and the water channel to the west stand, which people won't see at all. Um, you know, all the structural co concrete components at, at the first bowl tier have gone in. We're well on with the second tier with terraced units. It's just, um, we're working on all four faces of the stadium mm. at once, uh, which is, is proven, you know, shown dividends in real terms. So it's, uh, it's, it's progressing well. What I like about it all is the technology involved, in, and you can probably give the people at Lango Rourke a date and say, how will it look on that date? During the last 12 months, has everything gone according to plan without any major setbacks? Hiccups, obviously, which happened every single construction site. From a planning and progress, uh, I suppose, perception, it's gone absolutely bob on. Right. It's things such as the unknowns that, you know, affect it, and then you have to react. The weather, you know, this yeah. this winter is a will be a big milestone for us. We get through this winter, see whether our um, allowances, you know, for weather uh, have been accurate or favourable to us. Um, and they're the sort of things that upset, you know, the, as you say, the innovation, the, the technical aspects of what we're doing. But, yeah, we could say to Langs, where will we be on the 16th of June next year? And they could pull up their programme in a 3D model and, and literally show you exactly where we, you know, we envisage being. Plenty of milestones throughout 2022. What, what's been the biggest one for you? Have you had, I mean, you obviously know exactly what it's going to look like. Have you had a wow moment? Um, it's really difficult to, 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 um, to pick one because, do you know, it's gone so well. Yeah, I can imagine. And there's been a number of real significant milestones. I think for me, it was standing on the South Stand concourse, looking out across to the Royal Liver buildings, um, because everything we'd done prior to that is stood in our canteen in the Royal Liver buildings, looking at the, you know, the stadium come out the ground. Um, but the vista, the view across the, you know, the city from that South Stand bar, um, I think all the Evertonians are going to be really pleased yeah. with that, be able to stand on that bar, have a pint, and look across, you know, to the, their city. I think um, for me, that was a real wow moment because we'd never seen that view before. You can't see that view from a model. Mm. You can't see it from anywhere else bar, you know, that position in, in the build. And, uh, and we got that opportunity this year to, to start looking across the city. It's so exciting, isn't it? With every, every little component that takes place. Yeah. The year began with the piling process, 2,500 in total. Visually, it wasn't overly exciting, but... Absolutely essential, absolutely pivotal to the whole thing. 
It was. Um, everybody's forgotten about it. You know, the whole stadium sits on them piles. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and there they are, buried in the ground, all forgotten about, all the pile caps. People forget about all the below-ground drainage and surfaces, mm. attenuation, um, all interesting for engineers, but nobody else cares about them, if the truth be told, because, you know, they're there, they work, nobody sees them. Um, the compression of the sand was fascinating for me. <laughs> Unbelievable yeah. that you can, do, you can bring sand in from of a dredge from the Irish Sea and just compress it so it's absolutely rock solid. And, and do you know what? They were, again, computer models of how the sand would react in regards to, um, you know, the compression of it, compaction of it. And it. in fairness to the engineers, I mean, we ran loads of models, you know, how will it compact quickly with the dynamic compaction, you know, that machine banging away at it? You know, what rates would it compact at? How would it then respond when they're running heavy vehicles over it, you know, with the with the uh, the cranes and what have you, lifting heavy loads? How will it compact as it settles over the next two or three years as well? Um, it's all been modelled. And in fairness, it's reacting better than the models predicted as well. So, right. you know, it's compacted quicker and the slow, you know, the, the S-curve, if you want to call it that, it's slowing down earlier than we'd envisaged. So um, it, a lot of work, engineering work has gone into that and it's been a really good exercise and it's, it's you know, reacting exactly how we wanted it to. Um, but yeah, people forget as well. Mm, you know, that machine was, was compact. Every time it hit the sand, it would go down 500 millimetres. So, wow. um, you know, it's, it, people, you do forget. Absolutely. It is fascinating. The whole process is fascinating. And it's incredible to think that it was only May when the first steel column was installed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at it now. Look at it now. I know. Um, but again, that's pre-manufacturing modelling, um, both in you know in a, an architectural and engineering perspective, but also in you know three D and time. We model it in time as well. Everything is just in time. Deliveries, you know, comes in on a wagon, gets lifted off. Very rarely has to hit the ground. You know, it just goes straight off the wagon into position. Um, and, it, you know, it is impressive. Uh, but again, a lot of that steelwork is going to be hidden. Um, you know, particularly if you put that external facade and roof on. But um, and, and again, you don't appreciate how big some of the steelwork is. You know, the, there's lifts there. You know, lifting the trusses, 100 tonnes worth of steel going up in, mm. you know, in one lift. There's and no margin for error, is there? There isn't, no. It's got to be planned properly. It's got to be executed properly. You've got to have the right conditions. And, and you know what, in fairness, the guys who are putting it in there, you know, it's hard work. And, mm. you know, they, they, they do deserve a pat on the back, but not until they've finished. <laughs> <laughs> I've had the, the, the pleasure and the privilege of filming down there regularly and seeing it grow out of the ground. And one of the best days was when uh, I had to climb the crane. Uh, they picked the highest crane. They wouldn't let me get in the lift. They made me climb up. But they again, are a pivotal part of the whole process, aren't they? Yeah. It's funny, really. You know, when you talk about those milestones, it was actually seeing your face the day you'd gone up in that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a proper milestone. Um, but no, you're right. The cranes, the tower cranes are pivotal. They can, they're there constantly, and they can actually pass materials from outside the structure to the inside of the structure over the structure. Mm. Um, and they can pass them from one crane to another, if needs be, um, and they're just 
the, the proper workhorses of the whole stadium, you know, the lift and terraced units, the lift and steel work, um, the lift and plant and equipment in, you know, even other cranes, parts of other cranes get lifted in by the tower cranes and, um, you know, people don't see how much work they, they do and how important they are to the whole of the, you know, to the site. They can reach literally every corner of mm. the site in one way, shape or form. Um, but it's coordination of them. People won't really get to see it, but, you know, no two cranes, jibs will pass in the same zone. Yeah. Cables can, but the, the actual jibs don't. And the coordination of lifting, you know, multiple lifts all at once, um, it's a full-time job for people. And if he forgets his sandwiches, the crane's right Well, that's it, isn't he it? Goes he goes hungry, doesn't hungry. he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, Colin, the cranes look really impressive. The stadium looks fantastic. How are we going to get the cranes out when their job is done? So we've, we've actually put a reinforced road in below the stand um, ground floor slab. And although the cranes do look bit, they break down. They'll go on the back of a wagon. They come out in sections. They can actually be lifted out in sections as well by some of the tower cranes once we're, you know, we get to the right point in, in time. But in general terms, we can pass them out under the first um, f first level of the, the stand and they'll just drive away. How important has the pioneering design for manufacturing and assembly process been? Just tell us what that is. So everything we, we were talking about um, innovation and 3D modeling and designing in the 3D world. And it, it's been really important. Um, we design it in 3D. The 3D model, you know, design the model speaks to the manufacturing plant. They manufacture components and an as needed, um, I suppose, program. They can plan months in advance as what's needed. But not only that, the designs can be checked as well. And the components, once completed, can actually be checked in the factory that, you know, certain points on that um, component that marries with another component mm. um, will actually do as it's meant to do. And we call it handshake in general terms where, we, you know, we test them to make sure that these, uh, these two components do actually fit. They come in, they're accurate, they just get lifted into place. There's a minimal amount of, of double handling, which is always critical. Um, and But not only that, it helps with health and safety. It also assists with, you know, bad weather. Mm. You know, there's certain things that we can continue to do when the weather's bad. The freezing cold, if we were pouring these components on site, we wouldn't be able to pour, whilst con you know, in, in, whilst the weather conditions, um, you know, similar to today. Um, but they're manufactured in a plant, it's controlled. And then they're brought to us. We just lift them in place, or not me, but you know the guys mm. just lift them in place. Just lift them in place. I know it sounds, but you know what? Some of the components as well that we're putting on the external facade now, they range between five and you know fifteen tons as mm. in a lift, um, but they don't look like it because you know they're so big and so far away. Um, you know, even I sort of underestimate sometimes how important and how difficult some of the things that we're asking these people to do. Uh, really are. You mentioned before that you've you've stood on the South Stand. That's where thirteen thousand Evertonians are going to be. That's that's a hugely exciting part of a very exciting project. Yeah, the South Stand. Um, if you remember when we went to the public consultation, um, everybody wanted a wall of noise, mm. and, and what we tried to do there 
is incorporate the lo the capacity of the lower gladys and the park stand in one stand. Um, and as you know, there's going to be safe standing in there. So, you know, the young guys who would normally go to Gladys Street who've never stood at a football ground before, mm. premiership ground, will get the opportunity, you know, to stand on the terraces like you and I used to yeah. have the opportunity to. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be really, you know, important to those guys. But, you know, there's a super riser halfway up the stand. So... Um, What's that? So supervisors, it's the difference between somebody sat in the upper tier and their head position and somebody stood in the lower tier and their head position. Right. It looks like the whole of everybody's heads run up in one sweeping right. stand, right. although there's a break there. Yeah. You know. yeah. What it means is the people who are sat upstairs don't have an obstructed view by the people standing below as well. So, right. but it looks as if it's one wall yeah. of, of seated or standing people, if you want to look at it that way. But if you recall, they wanted it compact as well. They, you know, they wanted it tight. They wanted it to be loud. They wanted it to be, you know, the new home end for um, for Evertonians. And uh, I'm pretty sure it'll do that. I, I've really enjoyed speaking to the guys down at the new stadium sites, asking questions in layman's terms because the construction process goes totally over my head, as I'm sure it does a lot of Evertonians. And what I've been really fascinated by are the roof trusses, the, the sheer process of bringing them in and attaching them to the roof of the stand, the top of the stand. Yeah, it's um, it's funny really, but the, the temporary works that support them whilst they're in, being put in place, it's probably more complicated than the, than the roof trusses. And nobody ever thinks of it that way. But, mm. um, but for... The spectators and the Evertonians, they really need to go to Boundary Bridge, stand there and have a look at how that stadium looks, mm. you know, as you look down, the, you know, the hill. Um, because I think for the average Evertonian or, you know, spectator, that's probably the most significant element for them that we've seen to date. Yeah. Because, you know, the stadium went up 12 metres in one day in, you know, in height mm. and elevation. Um, and you can't be... You know, unimpressed yeah. by right. something of that nature. Um, the external brickwork seems to yeah. be making it a bit more real, Colin, doesn't it? It is, yeah. So um, we've started on that most northwest um, core with the external panel panels. I mentioned earlier on, you know, that there's some heavy pieces of, uh, of brickwork mm. panels going in there. The real bricks, aren't they? The real bricks. They're cast into a concrete um, structure which creates the external facade. Uh, and then in between, we've got metal panels, which will give the, will ventilate the uh, the concourses, which is a requirement. Um, but it's, do you know what? You forget again how much work we went through with HE, you know, uh, the planners to make sure that they were happy that it, you know, it con you know, contributed to the to the waterfront. It looked like part of the the old dock system. Mm. It emulated the, uh, you know, the tobacco warehouse to a degree. Um, and I think, actually, I'll probably invite them back to have a little look now because it does look really impressive when you stand on that corner now. Um, and it, 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 not only that, it looks like it's meant to be there and it's robust because it needs to be robust in that environment. So uh, let's, let's see it progress around the whole building. It is fantastic to see it evolve and now look like a football stadium, but it is a skeleton and it is a shell of a football stadium. Yeah. When will when will the fit out really get underway? When will the phone lines go in? When will the beer pumps go in? When will the carpets go down? Um, 
So in real terms, Fit House is starting next year, January. So when we come soon back, as that, yeah, we'll be putting all the pipes and wires in. Um, That's a massive job, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It becomes people won't notice it as much hmm. because it's internal. Yeah. Um, but it's as equally as important to, you know, the stadium developments as the roof going on. There's life safe systems. You know, there's resilience to be planned. Um, all the toilets on the concourses are coming in in modules, pre-manufactured. The pipe works will come in pre-manufactured, tested in a factory, offered up and connected. Um, so there's, you know, less connections throughout the whole of the building. Um, less welding as well. So less, you know, risk of fire, stuff like that. It's, uh, it's you know, the modern way of building things. But, and nobody's going to see it. Hmm. It's all taking place on, you know, the concourses. Um, but we'll, again, we'll be working on all four concourses simultaneously, you know, all four sides simultaneously, all concourses at once. You know, the lounges that are, you know, for hospitality, they're starting as well, probably March. Dressing rooms as well? Dressing rooms. I mean, they're, you know, the, the skeleton of the dressing rooms is already in place. We've got, you know, the pit for the um, for the pools, you know, hydrotherapy pools, that sort of stuff. Um, all the apertures for all the income and services. Beer pythons, as you, you know, you talked about. There's hundreds of, you know, miles of uh, of beer pythons that have to go in at some point in time. They'll all start going That's in good next to hear. year. <laughs> I know, yeah. For some of us, as long as they do Guinness. You know, so <laughs> so you know, it there's a there's a whole host of things that are gonna happen next year. But not a lot of people are gonna notice it because it's gonna be hidden. But you know, every day is gonna up, be mad busy, isn't it? It is, yeah. We ramp up with people, you know, we'll end up with a thousand people there at some point next year and then Probably the year after, a little bit more than that. You know, mm. we'll be up to about fourteen hundred people on site at any one stage. So it's a there's a lot going on, and it's all hidden. But it is going to be mad busy, as you put it. As we get to the end of the year, it's always a time for reflection. I suppose it's always a also a time to uh, dish out a bit of gratitude as well, because there's a lot of stakeholders in this. Lango Raw pattern. Dan Mice takes a keen interest, an active interest. He comes over engineers. That there are so many people to say. Listen. Well done, you've had a great year. Yeah. Um, people think that once you've started building, all the design work's done, and a good proportion of it is. But actually, we're now into the detail. You know, we call it design development. We're tweaking a little bit here. Um, and those tweaks <laughs> sounds insignificant, but actually they can have a big impact. Mm. Um, and it still all has to be coordinated. You know, you change one wall, you've got to change some of the structures below it, you've got to change some of the cabling and routing, you know, even where the socket might have been on that wall gets changed. So there's a, a knock-on effect. Um, are you still tweaking it now? Is there still scope to tweak the design? Or have we reached the stage where, right, nothing changes now? So so this this Christmas has always been, you know, the key date for me. Stop changes after Christmas. There's always a late request, you know, or could we do this now because something, you know, has changed in and IT, you know, and tech is probably yeah. the biggest thing that can yeah. influence uh, design changes. And and we gave ourselves a target of Christmas. Any of the significant changes that have to happen for structures got to be done by Christmas. Uh, then after that, those tweaks, design development, they can take place, but you don't really want to. Mm. Um, having said that, we're really well developed with design now. It is a case of, you know, hopefully picking colours of walls, you know, 
wallpapers and carpets you touched on that yeah. earlier on um, and, and getting that into the uh, into the process. Each and every decision that you are involved in, Colin, affects so many people because the Evertonians have got such a thirst for this whole project. How integral has their passion been to this whole process? It's been really important. Um, you know, let's cast our minds back two or three years ago. 60,000 people commented on mm. our proposals. Um, we took those comments and incorporated them into the design. And do you know what? Some of those incorporated design requests um, in modern construction or modern stadiums, they're frowned upon in some cases. So, you know, capacities of seats on a row, um, you know, distances, how compact they are. The Evertonians wanted to emulate what they've got at Goodison Park in that mm. regard because of the atmosphere. In modern construction, people would say, oh, spread them out, make it wider, you know, let's give people a bit more arm room. And we, we challenged that with building control and the licensing. And, and they were really open to, um, you know, constructive challenge and agreed, actually, if that's what you want, you've demonstrated it works in other stadiums, you know, we're, we're happy to accommodate those sort of requirements. So they're really important. Um, and they continue to be. I mean, the support of people just watching the drone footage and, mm. you know, stuff like that, you know, everything has been really positive. And I really do hope that when it's finished and people look at the, you know, the artwork that we portrayed in the um, consultation process, look at it and think, do you know what? They've actually delivered what they said they would do. Mm. You know, there's always a little bit of design development. There's always a little bit of um, external influences, you know, changes in legislation, you know, there'll be stuff that comes out of the Grenville fire that will be incorporated in stadiums. There'll be stuff that's come, you know, from the arena bombing um, that will be incorporated in safety and operations of stadiums. So you, there's always change and you just have to be alive to it and you just have to try and accommodate it at the earliest opportunity. But um, I do think that when we finish, the Evertonians will, will look at it and think, do you know what, they've delivered hmm. and, you know, it looks and feels exactly how we want to do. Just slightly off track for a moment, Colin. I know you're, you're passionate about construction after a, a lifetime in the construction industry. There's so much technology involved in this process of the new stadium site. We're sitting now in the Royal Liver building. How did they build this? No technology. Very similar. This is probably one of the first, you know, DFMA-type buildings. It's a steel frame building with sandstone and granite um, cladding hanging off it not dissimilar to the way we're building, uh, you know, the new stadium. Um, they only had pencils and paper, though, didn't they? They did, yeah. And But, you know, it's whilst there's innovation and there's new machinery and technologies, you still do it the hmm. same way. You know, they built the pyramids the same way. <laughs> the difference is you never had cranes. They used a 1,000 men to move stuff with pulleys and, you know, blocks hmm. and tackles. We use a motorised crane. It's exactly the same principles, you know, thing about you know construction is you can't you can't argue against the physics <laughs> <laughs> you know gravity works against you the weather does um you still need men and fellas on the brush head to clean it and you know finish it off uh, and that'll always be the case with construction um and but we shouldn't underestimate the actual skills that these mm. guys have mm. um you know it, it, i think sometimes people underestimate builders 
don't get me wrong, they never turn up to do the work at your house on time. But, <laughs> you know, in general terms, you know, they've got a hard job. You know, it's a skillful job. What we're doing down at Bramley Mordock is an engineering project, mm. you know. So there's a different level of, of skill sets needed as well as the traditional levels, you know, joiners, steel fixers, carpenters, um, you know, bricklayers to a degree on, on our project. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's the same, but in a modern form. 2023 is going to be a super exciting year for the new stadium site. 2022 has been a very good year. Yeah, yeah. Can't argue with it. Yeah, it's been good. 2023, I think we should just warn the spectators now that it'll look like things are slowing down from an external perspective. Um, big milestone people want to look at is the East End Steelwork will fill the gap in between the North and South Steelwork that you can see from Boundary Bridge. Um, but it will slow down externally, but internally it's going to be a hive of activity. Um, and then people will only see that as we get close to commissioning, coming for test events and so forth, which is only a couple of years away. We can't wait. Thanks, Colin. Okay.